Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Open Africa Podcast. Uh, my name is Furo, and with me I have... Um, Laulu. Um, no sir, um, I am remote. <laughs> On this episode, we also have some special guests with us. We have the team from Impressive. Vanessa, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Hi guys, this has been very fun and exciting. My name is Vanessa Junobasi and I am Head of Communications and Growth at Ingressive Capital. And we have Bissola. Hi everyone, so my name is Bissola Lelu and I'm an analyst at Ingressive Capital. Alright, so we'll just jump right into it. So, would you like to tell us a bit about Ingressive and what you guys do at Ingressive? I want to. <laughs> Bissola, you want to try it? Ingressive Capital is a $10 million VC fund that is here in Nigeria and we target uh, tech uh, companies in Sub-Saharan Africa and we have significantly been able to invest in companies like Paystack which has exited uh, 54Gene, we also have companies like Our Bike, we have companies like Quaba, we have companies like Evolve Credits, we have companies like Fuel Metrics, we have company well, there's a lot. Um, and we have significantly been able to do that in the last couple of years and definitely looking towards um, ensuring that we're fund too, looking towards ensuring that we're doing fund too, and that's exciting. All right, thanks, Vanessa. So, sorry. What is fun too? Um, just for our listeners who you know may not have um, context. Inside context. Okay, so our first fund was ten million dollars, and I think we started raising that in twenty seventeen. So now this year we're looking to raise a fifty dollar, um, sorry, fifty million dollar fund, and yeah, we're looking to close this year, and so that will give us like more leverage in terms of investing, and we can participate more in the ecosystem. I'll just tell you to that okay. we raised funds. Can we rewind? Can we rewind a bit? So you say you raised ten million dollars. Like, how does that work? Like, do you just go around like begging guys for money so you can invest it elsewhere? Like, what's the deal with? Like, how do these? How do funds like yours work? Okay, so um, Maya, who is our MD, has a background in private equity, and she works in JP Morgan. So she was able to build a network from then. So she tried to raise um, fund two, I think, when she first got back to Nigeria. I think that was 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So like 2014, 15. So that was a bit difficult. So we started with aggressive advisory, which was basically um, trying to help international companies who were looking to invest in Africa kind of um, come into um, the country. So she helps with like the deals, advising them, putting them through. Like a middleman. Yes, exactly. So she was able to build a network from there and also build um, her portfolio and be, would I say bragging rights? Because yeah, you can be always reference like the successes that she's had with those companies that she's worked with. So from there, she built her network. Some of those um, internationals invested in successful companies and you know everyone was ca- quite impressed. So she l- decided to launch her own fund. So from there, reaching out to our network, showing them the success stories, showing them the sort of deals that she's exposed to. And yeah, that kind of gave investors confidence and we're able to raise money. So that's how we were able to raise fund one. And that's how we ended up with like $10 million. Now for fund two, which is the real plan when Maya had moved into Nigeria is ensuring that, like as this was alluded to, 
is that we're trying to ensure that at the end of the day we have the amount of money that can actually impact the ecosystem um we believe in so one of the very interesting things that ingressive capital represents is this we want to be the uh the eureka moment from when someone starts from I, I, I'm trying to go into tech, which will be like a university person, which is why we have our company, Ingressive for Good, our, our sister company, Ingressive for Good. And what that would do is you start from there, we would give like many uh, resources to ensure that you are actually uh, educating and making yourself available for the ecosystem. And then you start from there and you actually grow into the part where you actually want to become, like what you are actually doing um, an IPO. And so that particular funnel system is something that we're significantly ensuring that ingressive capital represents. And as being a middleman, which is what I would call it, because ingressive advisory was the starting point. We had ingressive capital in 2017. Then we have ingressive for good restart in 2019. And all of those things, like, obviously that's like a complete like headspace for how we want to be able to navigate. And that headspace is what we've been doing to, um, to ensure that everybody has understanding thought process analysis uh education edification processes um and providing solutions at the end of the day for whomever it is that you end up being in the uh in quotes tech ecosystem especially for nigeria and in africa and so that's pretty much what ingressive capital represents so yeah okay so ingressive capital essentially wants to take you from cradle to literally point where you're ready for an ipo Word. so yes. provide all the support that the founders will need mm-hmm. and then sort of groom them to the stage where they become a case start i was worried too much to say cradle <laughs> to the grave oh, no. <laughs> no, no i mean the thing is i not everyone is going to be a pay stack yeah. that's honest and sincere mm-hmm. yeah but if you're doing your one of the things that i find myself because i consume a lot of information but one of the things i find myself uh, coming to terms with is a lot of people are saying things that i just want to be able to just keep doing what i do and keep making significant impact yeah mm-hmm. and that's really all it is yeah. it doesn't you don't because as a everybody is not looking at it as like oh that's a pivotal moment not necessarily it's just it's, it's great for them. It's great. Yeah. Because it's great for us. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's great for us. It's great for everyone else who's participated, who obviously has seen that future. And that is a very significant impact for us here in Africa. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that, you know, when you always look, you're sitting in rooms and you're having conversations and that comes up. It's a proud moment for us. It's a African diet moment for us. <laughs> But yeah, pretty much that's that's the headspace. Okay, all right. So you guys basically, so you play on both sides, I guess. Um, you beg people for money, and people beg you for money. We don't yes. beg. We don't beg. <laughs> <laughs> we don't beg. When I speak to say. Technically, what we do is we tell you, we tell you, this is what we can do with your money. Mm-hmm. This is how your money can make impact. These are the many different ways. That's, that's how startups tell you what to do. <laughs> begging, well, begging. I'm not begging. Okay, okay, because if you beg, beg is sometimes beg is take. I will not. I don't want. Don't worry, just take and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. We're not begging. Yes, what we're doing. Exactly. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Begging is not bad. It's okay. <laughs> oh now, but what what I wanted to ask, I might probably jump around a bit, but. Uh, 
what's the difference between like both sides like because you guys get to see you try to raise a fund then people also try to raise from you like what's how does that how do you guys manage that dynamic if that's the word for like how do you tackle because like a yeah, two-sided market if that, if that makes if i'm landing well yes so yeah yeah we do take okay. from investors to investing people yes that happens so you're trying to see the difference between like the fundraising side from the P- VCs, yeah. right? And then comparing that to like the startups, yeah. right? Yeah, so I think, exactly. okay, so I'll share. So as we're raising um, fund two, I'll share my experiences. I think what makes it easier is because we have fund one, right? So like we have success stories that make it easier for us to tell, um, sell our story. And we've had experiences that we can share with people that makes it easier to, you know, um, for them to invest in our fund. And people have like liquid um, liquidity, they have money that they're looking to invest. And many people are trying to come into the continents because they've seen like there's opportunity there. So that works in our favor. Whereas for like startups, I can't really see what the struggle would be like for them, but it's almost the same thing, right? If you're a um, former founder, it's easier for you to raise um you know money the second time because everyone can always reference what you've done in the past like oh this is the person that beats this ah okay you know this was successful he's doing something else ah we have to be a part of it in fact people will be rushing you do you understand so like so that helps um so from your experience begging for money yeah doesn't make you kind of when you're begging people for money are you no, less so- are you less strict um or are you less mean i should say when people are asking you for money uh, because you yourself beg for money to- as the as <laughs> i mean not necessarily so like we have criteria that everyone needs to meet Word. right so like if you're not you don't beg if, for money if you're not going to meet pay. those criteria <laughs> we're just not going to you know out of pity put money in your um venture because at the end of the day we have like lps that we have to sorry limited partners people that have invested in the fund that we've kind of had to explain that oh you know this is what happened like we have to go through our processes so like it's, money. exactly so like if someone doesn't meet that criteria it's just like ah oh, well unfortunately you know so like i don't feel as bad but i know like when i first started working sorry when i first started working so i think that was my first investment memo so that was like a startup that i went through the entire like fundraising process like i was this um contact person um at ingressive so like at the end of the day the investment committee said oh you know what this investment is not really going to work i felt bad like I, I felt so bad breaking the news that oh yeah you know we can't invest but like after that i just realized that like at the end of the day we're also accountable to people it's not about sentiments you have to kind of go through your processes the same way when we're fundraising and we don't meet like the same like criteria that those investors want they're not going to just give us the money so like as far as you have processes that you're going um, you're following it makes it easier for you to you know if things go wrong you can easily say um well at least we did what we're supposed to do and it just didn't work out so yeah and then with your criteria you ensure that everybody's sort of being measured against the same yardstick which you guys set for yourselves right exactly so that is sort of fair and i think the reality in the industry is that there's a fund for everybody Word. <laughs> there's a fund for everybody if it doesn't work with aggressive there are other there's partners that you can, yeah. yeah you can always pitch yourself to and i think there are people that are also trying to do a lot of independent investments because they think they might get they might have a yeah <laughs> i mean I, however that being said um i think there's one thing i would like to 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 include is 
the reason we have a due diligence process and we call it a due diligence process is we specifically ensure that we have accountability mm -hmm. and accountability is why do we choose this company what is it that and there are many different things it could be like from the beginning we have competitive uh, markets really? in the company you know we have people who are already doing the same thing that you're doing you really don't want to i can't have I, for lack of better words, Etel, Glow, everybody in, I, it, they will not feel like I'm giving them the right value because at the end of the day, all the telecoms companies are going to be like, we're all trying to achieve the same thing. So why is that one person? And that would explain why most of them go to separate different management companies to be able to navigate that. So there are many different reasons for us to be able to, to, to um, when it comes to our due diligence process. And that's, if you just go to Portco accounts, click on the link on the websites, you take it there, fill your process, take your time stamps. I think it's about a seven minute process and then you do it. And then it's very, it's very intense. And the intensity is to ensure that we go through what's your business model, what's your intelligence understanding, what's your process like, what do you think it's going to be at the end of the day? How do you navigate? You do know, you understand your market? Exactly. Do you, do you have the numbers? You know, what's your like month on month uh, availability? Like these are things we go through. And the reason we do it to, to ensure that you know what you're doing because sometimes people carry money, Lord, disappear. And then he'll be shocked that I, I invest the person is uh, doing a MSc in India abroad. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. That's the one. Have you had any, have you had any experience like that where someone that you invested in and then next thing you are sending the guy in Liverpool or Dunham doing some program and startup is just here. Maybe the app has even up. <laughs> Have you had any experience like that? No, actually. In the... Well, no. So, in the history of ingressive, money has never lost. I mean... No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing is, there's money that you invest that doesn't go according to plan. Yeah. But that someone woke up in the morning and just lost your money. I don't... You know, I can't tell you for free that uh, that's happened with us. However... However, and that's one of the things that every single year we do meetings, founders retreats, you know, just to ensure that we have, we have, I wouldn't say like a hold, but just like some level of like, yes, we, and so we have like comparative advantages that ingressive capital is very pedantic about, very pedantic. And it's our hiring advantage, it's our founders network, it's our uh, uh, accessibility to talent, uh, and then of course ensuring that we have like business development like processes. And those things help us like for the portfolio account, we don't just invest, we now tell you go home, make money and come back. We don't do that. We ensure that we have and ensure that these portfolio accounts are moving at right. If you are looking for somebody in your network, don't worry. Say no more. We will find you. Um, if you have someone you're trying to, like, you know, you don't think that things are going well, or you're struggling with, like, you know, press releases, we'll help you with our access. Like, those are things. Okay. And because of those things, we don't, that's why we feel like it's not very, uh, we ensure that that's not your headspace to feel like, uh, this uh, entrepreneur work is plenty. As this startup founder, this tech bro that I'm doing is not really taking me. So I would uh, rather go and just loss with the money. 
no, I, it's, I think it's more difficult. And we have some very hardworking founders um, on the on the, uh, like in the aggressive team, and we're really proud of them. So yeah. Okay. So, so would you like to share some of the interesting startups that you've invested in? Okay. So I think one that I'm excited about is 54 gin mm-hmm. so 54 gin is a biotech company so what they're trying to do is create a biobank for the african genome so traditionally most of like the medicine that was created a bit that have been created up until now haven't really like been targeted at us so you know they've just been conducting their own research into like the african gene and working with um pharmaceuticals to try and you know aid precision medicine then we also have like um bamboo bamboo is doing something very significant trying to make all of us you know responsible (laughs) and becoming financial sorry financially independent so like before it was more difficult to like invest in you know stocks abroad so now with bamboo all you have to just download the app you know buy apple stocks tesla stocks whatever it is that you you're interested in you can do that things like that on bamboo Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I guess now you just go on Bamboo and just say, I put stocks for you, my dear. Take yes. happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That'd so, be nice. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, this yeah. is a bit of a random hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I'd say I pitched aggressive and you guys give me money. Maybe you give me like 50k. Uh-huh. And I'll use that money to buy the first. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Is it Naira will give you? As in, is it Naira 50k Naira will give you? You don't need to come to aggressive because I would like to explain that uh, we actually do investments between like 200 to 400k. Okay. You know, so. Ah. You see, you're too proud. 10 to 12% equity. So, just letting you know. 10 to what percent equity? 10 to 12% equity. Yes. Wait, 10 to what? 10 to 12% equity. So 200k to 400k, we tend to 12 up to 400k. Uh, we tend to 12% equity. So now, if you give me money and I put this in Bitcoin, is that money that's lost or <laughs> is it is I it still manageable? It. You guys, I wish. What you 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 was it Bitcoin? You pitch? Pitch Bitcoin. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the look on this last face when, <laughs> when I said if I put this in Bitcoin, <laughs> is that money lost? Yeah, I yeah. think, but I think that's the essence of your betting process. Yes, you I, yeah. I carried you yeah. and gave you money. You told me you have company you want to invest in. It's only another market opportunity. I, that's fine, but the point is that when you were selling the idea, what did you sell to me? Okay, hey, it's to return the money, sha. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you understand, now you get to come coming from. Yeah. So we also have to. We also there's an accountability process for it. We also have to speak to. LPs, we have to go back. Person that collected, we collected money from, asked me for our reports. So he said, "Oh, so then you know this? Um, there's this guy we collected money from. <laughs> he put it in Bitcoin, but you know Bitcoin is really strong now. So that's why. Don't worry. Give me like um, maybe like one to three months. I will bring the money. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, absolutely not. So, uh, please speak for yourself because me, communication wise, that's what deal with that reality. How about you? From no, a fund perspective. Yes, same thing. Like you said, everything. But I think in addition to that, like we just don't give you the money and you disappear. Like every quarter, you have to give reports. And we have like, um, you know, um, relationship managers, what I call them, within the yeah. team that have like specific portfolio companies that they work with. So they try to build relationships with the founders 
do you understand you know like, what, hey, how no, are so things going you gave you for, like, oh, sorry, no not even like for... that it's just like how are things going like do you need help with anything all of that it's like we try to make you comfortable comfortable enough to tell us if things are not going well do you understand so instead of just taking that money and going to invest in bitcoin so that you can make money like talk to aggressive what do you need you know like if you need help with your startup you need this you need um someone that will help you like gain market access you need um introductions to like people key players in the industry like just talk to someone talk to someone and even if we don't know the people we'll make sure we find someone that knows somebody yeah. that can you know help you with whatever you need so yeah we try to do that As you know, to we have to be accountable using yes. for bitcoin and sometimes we don't even just give you all of the money up front we give you the money in tranches yeah. we tell you specific like you know targets yeah, that you need to exactly so like when you meet that or like okay this person is doing what oh yeah he needs the next um tranche of money then we send you the money so yeah okay just going back to this wait now wait now <laughs> i just want to ask one question about this trance thing so when you give someone money like tranches like can you give an example of what type of benchmarks this they should meet before they qualify for the next tranche and when you announce like the investment do you announce that you gave them full money or do you announce that you give them just that first tranche we don't announce the amount of money we invest we definitely do not announce the money amount of money we invest um why is that so um we know that we have multiple we work with we have portfolio accounts that have multiple um investors and we significantly want to there's a protective that happens for that and that we ensure that we need to be able to um, let them have as much um, what's it called for lack of a better word like privacy ish um, yes exactly um, you don't want then someone I want to say like an African investor come and tell you that, ah but I don't want to give you $20,000 I can give you 50 but that 50 I want like 15% or actually I want 50 type situation and we we ensure I cannot explain to you how much ingressive capital is very, very um, protective of her portfolio accounts. Like, there's so many different ways that we're ensuring that we make sure that they actually, they're thriving, they're, you know the shoulder pad <laughs> we had with Pistak. Oh Lord Jesus, it was a lot. You know, and not necessarily because of the progress, but because we know fully well that Shola and Ezra are people who are really, really amazing human beings. They're about the work. You know, they just they do what needs to be done, and mm-hmm. that's why our due diligence is very important as well. Because we want to work with people who actually have integrity, who they're doing the job, mm-hmm. they're focusing on the importance of what they're doing, the relevance of the products, the importance of how they're making the ecosystem navigate, and not necessarily sitting down there and just, you know, yeah. it's just from integ bro type mm-hmm. situation. Um, and that's one of the things Ingressive Capital is very pedantic about. So no, we don't, we don't share the, the we don't share that out into the universe. Okay. So yeah. All right, thanks. I mean, so you talked about how protective and aggressive is about you know your founders and how particular you are about picking founders within your portfolio and all of that. Looking in this room, mm-hmm. we are three females, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a good balance. I, I guess, like it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like I'm here, but we still bad numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at your portfolio and sort of the work that you're doing with your portfolio companies, where does the inclusivity of women, how does that play in what you do? Like, do you, are you particular about it? 
or are you taking active steps as aggressive to sort of ensure that women are more included, not necessarily as founders, but maybe even like in critical roles in these um, portfolio companies? Okay, so um, first of all, we currently have in our portfolio, we have about 40 women in managerial positions, which 40% sorry, in managerial positions, which we are actively ensuring. Uh, we currently just had an event with Oracle Africa, which was and in collaboration with Pacta, and what they do is pretty much just ensuring and educating um, women to participate in tech. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that the conversations that we will have, and when we had our Women's Day event, we I remember like some conversations coming up, like, is it that the reason women, uh, female founders, are not backed up? Even before, when you did your Inverti event for Lagos State, mm-hmm. you also had that conversation as yes, well. Yes, and um, it, it came up like, is it that you know female, the reason female founders are not backed up is that we don't have enough, and obviously that's not that. Mm-hmm. We in I want to say in Africa we have more female entrepreneurs than anywhere else in the world, and Fact. yes, and because of that, that means that. But there is the also impact i want to say the uh the uh domino effect of you know investing money back into your family as one of the things that happens so for that reason it's like oh uh, if i'm investing i don't know the prejudice that navigates and i don't want to speak for people i i really restrain myself from trying to do that but i would say that it's also it doesn't actually it doesn't make sense let me just say that Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense that you know Female founders have to maybe I want to say work twice as hard, three, four times as hard, four x as hard to be able to make the same impact that you know women, uh, men are making, especially in industries, and they're creating amazing, amazing products. You know, we have one of one of them would be um, Ozi in um, Ghana, um, and she's doing Megan is doing amazing work in Accra and she's been significant like she's one of our portfolio accounts and she's doing amazing work in Ghana and all of the many different things that she does is she has to you you know you sit down you wake up in the morning you're not really of course now she's starting to get her flowers mm-hmm. but I know fully well that there are so many more women I can go I can start to give you this example from now to finish that's putting in so much work and there, you know Megan um, is there we also have our MD, Maya, who had to knock on doors, starts Ingressive Capital at 23, Ingressive actually at 23, and then like Ingressive Capital, and then obviously we have Ingressive for Good, which is our sister company. And all these three different companies, she has had to actually be progressing, navigating, finding balances, things like that, to be able to ensure that those exist. And, you know, seven years later for Maya right now, it's like, it's maybe it's not there, but it's like, okay, ah, there's one, you know, as opposed to all the many different works that go on. And I just think that there's so many people that are doing so much work and maybe, and it starts with me having conversations like this mm-hmm. with friends, family, or podcasts like this, you know, conversations, you know, people who are supposed to be in quotes, get gatekeepers. Um, they're supposed to have this conversation. Don't even look into your like portfolio. What are the people you invest in? Can you make actionable intent? to do these things with these particular people. These are things that help in like making the progress. And in all honesty, Ingressive Capital doesn't even, we, I, w- I don't want to say that Ingressive Capital is like, maybe like, oh, we're trying to, 
we will always be very meritocracy related. We're not trying to make it because of women less high mm -mm. meritocracy, but there are so many women doing amazing jobs. Just think it's important for us to facilitate that. Yeah. So even based on merit, women qualify and it's... Well, 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have anything you are? No, I think you said pretty much everything and even at Ingressive internally as well, we try, we're very proud to say that, you know, 60% of the Ingressive team is like female. True. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think moving and forward... And it shows, because it's showing our behavior. <laughs> like, well, it's showing. I think just moving forward, everyone has to kind of be active in terms of like the initiatives that we put on ground, being more intentional about, you know, investing in women and also... Um, you know yeah just generally that i would say that we just need to be intentional about it that's yeah. the way forward yeah and also just i think an important fact is sort of encouraging the women because for some reason yeah they need a bit more encouragement yeah. guys would see a job that they are not qualified for and apply with such audacity 100 percent i remember i was working at I, I don't remember the job i was at which i remember but i can't i can't mention the job so i i, I was at <laughs> <laughs> I was at this job chat and while I was there um, I, we had uh, I think someone came on to have a talk with us and said it's very interesting because women can be overqualified for the job and prevent themselves from applying a guy yeah exactly and a guy would be 60% not even think that he can make it but you know what why not and funny enough he would get the job just from the confidence of what he's done and she's like down like you know putting herself down and saying i'm not really capable i don't think it's something i'm you know be getting be, i'm gonna be able to do i'm gonna be very honest with you guys when i i applied for aggressive capital <laughs> it's very interesting because i was like we how how type situation but um I would say that, and as you said, it's the encouragement. I have such an amazing support system. Everybody was like, are you joking? If you don't know it, we will Google it. If you yeah. don't have the answer, we will figure it out. Don't worry, uh -uh. you have, uh -oh. are you joking? And I, I just did it, no honesty. And I think Bissola will have the same feedback to you, that when we were applying, we did not think, did you not? Did oh you, yeah, because the you, job description was saying three to five see, years of experience our job description, this, that, that, that. Our job description was not really... <laughs> well, exactly. I was like, what, is the, what in the heavens and the earth is this? Yeah. But it's literally every single thing that we do. Well, we've kept the job four months later, I see it. Yeah, I think, yeah, in general, like, women just need to be bold as well if men can do it we can do it even better yeah i think people need to realize that many times jds are like inflated yes yeah. what, what yes. you see on the internet men, like the requirement is sense yeah. it's it just just have <laughs> sense, just sense. <laughs> and know what you're doing yep 100 all right and just to add to that in terms of like economic benefits of investing in women i think there was a report by mckinsey that said that you know, if you invest in women, the um, GDP in Africa could increase by 10%. So, really, why are we suffering? Yeah. There's also <laughs> the book by Melinda Gates, The Moment of Lift, where she sort of just deep dives into, yeah, like, exactly, women in exactly. Africa and how uplifting women would yeah. essentially change the economies in yeah. Africa. Um, but yeah, on that note, I would like to say thank you very much to our guest, Vanessa ah, and Isola. Yes. Uh, uh, I thought this conversation would be a bit longer. <laughs> thank you for having us. This was really nice, guys. Yeah, thank you for really coming nice. on the podcast. Thank, thank you. You. Um, you guys are 
you guys are doing such an amazing work because I know fully well that um, sometimes it's beyond gatekeepers and those interesting conversations that you have to have to make or if I reach out to this person with yeah, some me type situation as opposed to just literally having conversations and I hope it just never changed when you guys are there remember <laughs> when we blow are we? no it's not the blow you are already blow I'd agree with you <laughs> however I mean greatness all around however I would say that's important for um companies like well you guys people like you guys to keep coming up so that being said yes we appreciate also everyone if you want to know more about ingressive capital we are on twitter we are on facebook we're on linkedin we are on instagram at ingressive capital or at ingressive cap one of them that is it come up <laughs> <laughs> But thank you guys. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm.